somewhere in Albuquerque, <laughs> coming to you on the radio waves. No, it's a, it's a, in the on a some kind of old it's a radio, mobile, that a old, mobile bunker. You'll never find us on an old radio that an old guy would use. I don't even know the name of. <laughs> We're coming to you on that. Use your imagination. Yeah. But, if you, uh, this if is... you go sign, like M. Night Shyamalan signs, and you like stand on a car with a baby monitor, you, you might, might get our us. signal. Right. <laughs> Maybe. We're that signal in between signals. Right. That's what Nerding Daily is. Yes. The signal and if you throw water signals. on us, we, we scream and melt. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> anyway, well, speaking of which, that's one where we're covering is one of the shows where you don't throw water on certain people. Oh, no, it's holy water. Holy water. Yeah. We're going to cover Good Omens. On Amazon Prime. Which was a good show. I totally enjoyed it, man. It was yeah, fun. It, it was, was fun. fun. It was fun. I did I did have a good time. And then we're going to cover Chernobyl, which is not fun. Which but is, is such good. a phenomenon right now. It's huge. Oh. IMDb has it as the number one show of all time right now. This is just crazy. I got, you know, I didn't think, you know, people say, oh, a show's good. And I go, yeah, let me see. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, this show is good. But it's not good. It's like scary disturbing but the acting's amazing the writing's pretty decent and the cinematography is good it's like i like watching it's like watching a movie i would say nice so yeah we'll go into all that all and then we'll go into what else we're watched or watching or gonna watch or trying to finish or yeah whatever Let's do all it. right so in. good omens let's park the bunker dude good omens had a cool cast man the two leads david Tennant and michael sheen were phenomenal I mean, they just have great chemistry. Oh, this is like an Abbott chemistry. Costello type oh, chemistry. <laughs> I haven't seen this in a while. Yeah. Get behind me, you fine, foul fiend. <laughs> After you. <laughs> so funny. Man, yeah. they were great. I mean, I think as good as Michael Sheen was, I think David Tennant was just a little better. Yeah. He, he you, was you can't so help good. but like him. Oh, man. And, and you know, it's funny because he's evil or he's supposed to be. He got, he, got me- he got mixed with the wrong crowd. I didn't mean to fall. Like, I just... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't but like him. You know? Oh, it's man. It's so funny. Yeah, even his walk. I mean, everything about him is just... is. I love it. Like, like, and I haven't... I never watched Doctor Who, which he was, you know, made him huge. But uh, I loved him and Jessica Jones. Right. And he's... It's a different character. Like, it's, yeah, it's this a lot is, different. Yeah. And yet, I think he was the best part of that Jessica Jones. And now, like, I, he was... I just adored him in this. He was so cool. I mean, I've seen a few episodes of Hugh, of Doctor Who uh-huh. here and there, and I can kind of see that that quirkiness. Yeah, but it's still a different character. I mean, yeah. you can see how it prepared him for something like this. But wow, what a crazy storyline, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was, <laughs> it was balls to the wall. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it takes uh, biblical apocalypse, you know, stuff. It takes the takes, beginning and, and the end, and just. I mean, they go through the whole history. They almost. go through the whole history. I, I've yeah. done, I've done some theological study. I would say it's, it is definitely fantasy. <laughs> it, is, it is bad theology. It is definitely fantasy, and and that's honestly for me, it was. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be, um, if it was trying to be offensive or whatever. But I think it's just trying I don't to be. Think it is. I think it's just trying to be fantasy. I mean, like people, like like Harry Potter, like like that is not. I mean, there is the Wicca religion, you know, of witch, witchcraft and all that stuff. And it was Harry Potter is a complete fantasy version of that. Right. Like, yeah. It's not it, real at all. And, and Wiccans aren't like, oh, they're making fun of us. You right. Know, they don't say that. Right. I right. hope. If and, you do, and, I'm sorry. And there are people. I disenfranchised you. Right. And there are people in who will 
in the church who will be offended by this for sure. But they shouldn't be. Like, it is fantasy. Do you know what I think they kind of got right? Was the Garden of Eden, how it was all walled in. That was interesting. Because, you know, that would be a lot easier for one angel to guard with a fiery sword if there was just an entrance. Or unless it's, unless it's like, like, I guess in my mind, it's more like, uh, it's kind of like, well, well, yeah, allegory, (laughs) but also like, it's a hidden entrance. Like there's only one way and you have to like, you know, like metaphysical entrance. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Yeah. And they were guarding that. But, uh, yeah, Michael Sheen, hilarious, giving away his flaming sword. That was, and it's a constant (laughs) running gag. He's constantly avoiding the question. Isn't this yours? Like <laughs> everyone, uh, <laughs> we have one flaming sword that you've been issued. Where is it? You didn't lose it, did you? Might <laughs> have misplaced it. Like <laughs> and he gave it away with the best intentions. Oh yeah, because <laughs> there's that lion stalking at him. Right. On his way out. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole cast is good. It's got John Hamm as one. John Hamm is, is an a hole angel. Oh my like, gosh! He well, he's endearing, but yeah, a jerk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Funny. Uh, you got Francis McDormand as the voice of God, and Francis McDormand is always amazing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I loved, loved, loved Michael McKean. He was great as the Scottish witch hunter, flawless Scottish accent. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was. It's funny. I started this early. I told James. I only saw the first two episodes, and I'm like, I don't know if he's going to be in the whole show. Maybe it's just an episode or two. But I was so glad he was. He was in the rest of it. Like, <laughs> like, and I couldn't get enough. He was so good. Oh man. Um, Miranda Richardson as yeah, his neighbor. Uh, she was good. She was. Um, yeah. I liked Adria Arjona. I don't know if I'm saying that right. She was good as the uh, modern day witch hunter. Right. Yeah. She was good. I I liked her character, and, and I liked the way it went. Cause you weren't sure what was going to happen with her. At right. First. Yeah, I mean, they kind of lead you. Well, and even like Jack Whithall's character too, because you know yeah. how they go through like the whole like genealogy of these characters, so, which is so funny. Dude, thou shalt not commit adultery, Pulsifer. Like that was his name. Like that was his old name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> adultery, Percival. No, it's thou shalt not commit adultery, Percival. It's so, so stupid. <laughs> like the names yeah, were good. Like it was what, an- Anathema Device was her name. I mean, right. Yeah, it's just crazy names. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. And I, interesting, I, I watched Peaky Blinders, which is an awesome show. And the one uh, demon, the main antagonist demon, I guess, the mm-hmm. one who's against Crowley and doesn't oh, like oh, him. Oh, the older man. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah with what the was weird, his name? He has uh, a, a simple name, too. Yeah, hold on. It was Duke of Hell Haster. That's what it was. Haster. And he called himself, what, at one point, I forget he had a different name. Like he, 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 was, he was talking to Nick Offerman's character. Yeah, he was, he was going by a different name. I forget what it was. But yeah, it was so funny because... He is always so serious in Peaky Blinders and like, and he was kind of goofy in this. He, yeah. Like I did, it, it threw me for a loop, you know, and I thought he did well, but uh, yeah, he's usually like, you know, real tough guy. Like, is it Ned D- Dennehy? Dennehy, yeah. 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 Um, just never would have expected that out of, out of him from, from uh, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Great well, show. <laughs> well, should we go over like the I guess premise spoiler or whatever? Alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. So you know, it's an in- what I liked about the storyline because at first you don't know what's going to happen. Like you just think, oh, it's this. Is this actually going to be the end or what? Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't know, and it's weird that they start at the beginning. But the reason they start at the beginning, they want to show the relationship between this this particular angel and this particular demon. And who are not supposed to be friends. Yeah, and they always secretly meet up and say, "Hey, how you doing?" Kind of. A, relationship and give each other a hard time but they become they become besties man yeah really good really yeah, close yeah and then they have this like kind of like this like 
upsetting realization like with the whole eternity portion that like really the in the now is the best part of things because uh god apparently his favorite musical is uh the sound of music (laughs) and uh, apparently (laughs) the angels will be performing that for him for all eternity (laughs) which is hilarious it is hilarious yeah no it's interesting because in this fantasy in this story Uh, you have all of all of heaven wants to be at war and doesn't care about earth right it's all about war which is you know terrible theology but it's you know great for fantasy and and for what they're doing here and so um yeah both both crowley and aziraphale don't don't really trust their own sides like they trust each other but they don't trust their own well and yeah yeah. i mean crowley doesn't want to burn for all eternity and uh the other what's the angel's name aziraphale Aziraphale. he doesn't want to be performing the sound of music he he enjoys he enjoys food (laughs) he enjoys uh literature he enjoy you know music like yeah. everything so he's like got... i love the use of queen in this like, oh yeah. right right they do <laughs> it's, yeah it's awesome it's and good. uh yeah they trust each other and even their own uh sides don't trust them right Heaven doesn't trust aziraphale hell doesn't trust crowley and uh yeah it's uh <laughs> it's it's an interesting dynamic and um so what they they kind of devised this plan i don't know was it part of the plan to switch no the babies? That was an accident, huh? No, they wanted... They didn't think the baby was going to be switched. They didn't and, think that was going to happen? Yeah, okay. and that was just poor by the satanic nuns. <laughs> like it was yeah, just, the satanic nuns they messed up a bit. Yeah, their whole like order was formed for that night, and it, they totally screwed up. <laughs> uh, so, which, which what, he was supposed to be the son of Nick Offerman's character, which I really wish would have had more of Nick Offerman. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he would have been funny. Um, but there, he, there's a... Basically, the Antichrist is switched at birth, yeah. which is hilarious. Yeah. He's in Hatfield. And he, he, <laughs> he, uh, he's supposed to be the son of a senator, you know, so he could rise to power and, you know, be raised correctly and for that type of a, a leadership. Instead, he's raised in a, uh, a, a sweet, small, sweet, sweet small, yeah. yeah, small town. And he's got the sweetest little friends. And yeah, he's, he's actually a, sweet a little good kid. kid. While, the, while the kid that <laughs> was supposed to, like, the kid that had a family that he was supposed to be, or how do I explain, explain this? Like, right, right. The kid that switched, that who was actually raised by the senator. The ringer kid. That we'll kid him. was an a-hole. Yeah, he was. Like, <laughs> he was a complete jerk. Yeah, yeah. So it was, I don't know. Uh, the kid who played the Antichrist, I thought, did a good job. Yeah, he did. He and did. Uh, and he, spoiler alert, a couple episodes in, like he, he starts to come into his power, but... He's not sure if he should go that route or not. Yeah, and you got the four horsemen of the apocalypse, of course, who aren't horsemen. They're they're motorcycle. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. Bikers. And you got was was famine, uh, pollution, war, and, <laughs> yeah. and death. And I think it pollution because yeah, because pestilence. They said retired or whatever. Yeah, pollution something like took that. Over. Pollution <laughs> took over. That's so funny. <laughs> pollution and global warming took over. Right. Yeah, that was good. Um. Yeah, Brian Cox does the voice for Death. He's Brian Cox. He was is always great, good. man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Death was so such a cool character in this. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, man, the visual effects were really good too. Yeah, by the way, man. I mean, it's for a, for a show like this, you know, you kind of expect it to be a little cheesier, but it was actually pretty dang good. Oh, it's bonkers because this Antichrist kid, he gets all these like all his ideas like start to come to pass. So like like <laughs> yeah. Anathema device hands him like some conspiracy theory magazines and he reads them and all of a sudden they're all true. Like that Thai Atlantis. couple who was building a t- tunnel, they're all of a sudden, I wasn't here yesterday, but now I am. <laughs> yeah, but, that's pretty Oh, we got to start building a tunnel again. And, and the aliens, the freaking aliens, that was that crazy. landed. And yeah, yeah like duck faces. 
That and then, uh, oh, when, yeah, they're alien, they're Martians, but yet they talk with a British accent. And <laughs> that's so funny. So yeah. funny. <laughs> and then the Atlanteans, Atlantis is, is just suddenly re- all of a sudden real, right. even though it never existed. So yeah, all these things that, and, and, and I guess cause he's, he's got the powers of hell or whatever. And then there's supposed to be this hellhound that finds him, yeah, <laughs> which is this like mean looking, terrifying. terrifying dog. But yeah. then it's like eavesdropping on what he wants because he wants a dog for his birthday yeah and it turns it's into cute his little cute little dog, dog. yeah named dog so funny which he yeah. names dog yeah and that and ends up like less and less of hell is inside the hellhound because like, <laughs> yeah, it keeps right. losing it as right it, it's so funny um yeah i mean it just i mean the writing was really good so i guess it's based on a neil i don't know it's, on a book is it gaiman or gaiman like it's a Ooh, i don't know i think it's i don't think it's just a book i think it's a is it book a series right is it a book or is it a um Graphic novel. Oh, um, I don't I know. Because I know he he has written books and he's written graphic novels. So, um, but I don't know. I did notice at one point. Did you notice the guy guarding the air force at the end was reading one of his books? Oh, he was. He's reading a Neil. Neil is it oh, Gaiman cool. or Gaiman or Gaiman? I don't know. G a i m a n. However you pronounce that. I think it's Gaiman. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go with Gaiman. I don't know. Don't trust me. I have dyslexia. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know um i'm not sure if, i've never really tinkered with these i imagine it's just a book. well he did he did the he wrote american gods right so that show is that's a that I've was seen a, that show but isn't that that's also a book but that's not is that a book or is it a graphic novel once again here we go i don't know i'm pretty sure it's a book okay yeah okay so he must write books he did Stardust, which I love that movie. That movie's great. Yeah, so he wrote the book for that. Coraline, never saw that, but I've heard that was start, but it's good. Yeah, um, just got a couple things that he that people have made movies out of. Uh, I guess they're books. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I I totally dug it. I totally dug all the, the history of the world. Now, here's something I read, quite interesting. So he was Neil Gaiman was the he actually wrote the screenplay too. Like he wrote the script. Oh, he did. And he's one of the cre- he's like one of the creators. That one oh, right there. What's the red one that you're looking at? American Gods. That's what what the uh, the guard was reading. Oh, cool. I didn't get to see the title. But I saw that it was red. It was like just that. a red book. Um, and anyway, so I, he's he's the chief like creator, like writer on this. Show. I don't know if he's. I don't think he's a showrunner, but um, I had read an article from him last week that he had always planned. I guess the book came out in 1990. Uh, he had always planned on writing a sequel. Like oh. He has an idea for it, but he never did. Huh. Now, the interesting thing is you have uh, on HBO, Big Little Lies was a huge hit. It was based on a, on a book. And they made a sequel. Like this, there's a season two coming out any day now. Um, but there's no, there's no second book. So, but that was a huge hit, the TV show. So I wonder if this is a big enough hit for Amazon, if he'll make a season two uh, out of the material he has. I have no clue. Yeah, we'll see if he goes that route. I think that'd be interesting because I would like to see more of this. I mean, it would be really cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else they could do. I mean, I well, guess... well, what does David Tennant says at the end? He says, I think this was just practice for the real big one. Oh, that's and true. And Michael that's Sheen true. was like, well, and I thought this was the a, big one. They're going to leave us alone for a while. Right. right. Yeah. There's room for more. So yeah, that that sounds like a great uh, idea, I guess. Yeah, um, I'll be looking forward to any kind of new. Hopefully, it's as good as this season. This yeah. season went fast. I mean, it was only six episodes, which is typical. For but it was fast. Yeah. yeah, it was a fast six episodes. You got Benedict Cumberbatch as the voice of Satan. <laughs> that was funny. Well, and and that scene, you know, that was pretty epic. Yeah. Um, and a good scene, you know. I mean, 
he stands up to his dad. He's like, you're not my dad, you know? Yeah. My stepdad is. It's like, whoa. That was powerful, yeah. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good scene. Yeah. And Underuse of Benedict Cumberbatch, though. It was. I was hoping he'd be in more, but... Uh, it would have been cool to have seen him, like, transform down into little, like, into human actual form. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I think that would have been cool. Yeah, but if you get the right makeup, season. Benedict Cumberbatch could look like Satan. He could. Like, <laughs> like, no, just, absolutely. He could nail that. But oh, he could he, also look like an angel. Like, he I could. Can see, like, he could play both. He's got that face. Where, I mean, I mean, like, he plays Doctor Strange, so he, look, he, look, he can look mystical. You know yeah, that. Right. So, uh, that would have been cool. I would have loved that. But I, I think it was good the way it was. That was solid. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, lots of fun. If it, it's if it's something that you just want to have fun with, it is fun. Yeah, if you want a quick it's funny, series to yeah. binge. Yeah, it's a quick, yeah. fun series. And it's sure. safe. It's a safe yeah. watch because it's TVMA, but doesn't feel like. It. No, I didn't think so. I felt like it would have been like no, PG thirteen. No, I loved when Aziraphale, the angel, drops the f bomb. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was funny. And I think there was only one other f bomb. I can't remember who from. But... I can't remember either. Yeah, uh, but it might have been one of the nuns. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fun. Check it yeah, out. Yeah, it was good. Good series, entertaining. Uh, some cool music. Good cinematography. There's some great scenes, good storyline, and it ends. It, it comes full circle and it ends well, I think. Now we're gonna we're gonna in a couple weeks we'll do our halfway point of the year. Uh, but I, right now David Tennant is a lead for I think best actor for me for TV. For you, show. oh right on. I thought he was hilarious. He was so good. That's pretty cool. But yeah, um, so you want to talk about Chernobyl? This was something dude, that James watched. I didn't dude. get a chance to watch it yet. I mean, it is <clears throat> as I said, number one on IMDb. At one point, the you last know, episode had a perfect ten score, which I've never seen. Now it's at 9.9, which I've still never seen that either. <laughs> so so here's what's crazy. Like, I haven't, I, I've seen shows on Chernobyl. Like, I watched Dark Tourism and they did an episode. And I think even like, I don't know, caught a couple documentaries on it. But I've never really had like much interest in it. And th- when I heard this show was coming out, I wasn't like super excited. Was, I thought actually that sounded kind of boring. Right. But everyone else, everyone oh, yeah. was like, dude, this show's great. And usually when people are like, this show's great. This show's so good. Go see it. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to. But for some reason, I'm like, ah, let's try it out. Um, So we, Jackie and I started watching it, and we were just suck, sucked in the first, like, I mean, you're sucked in right away. Yeah. Because there's just this intensity going on, and it's always, like, high stress. It, there's never, for me, there's never been a slow point in the show. I'm You're just glued to this thing. Because the acting, the drama, the, the, everything that's going on, it just, it just pulls you in and nice. um i'm all the actors solid cast yeah i mean jared, uh, harris. J- jared harris i loved him from Mad Men. um he's solid in this uh emily watson or amelia yeah no emily watson emily yeah. watson yeah, my yeah. bad she's always been good she's awesome um and then is it stellan Skar- stellan skarsgard yeah dude he plays boris that dude like it's weird. You're you're like on the fence about him at first. Like, do I even like this guy? Or you end up loving him in the end. Wow. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, I mean, all the actors are excellent. There's one actor, gosh, I can't remember what his name is, but he plays um one of the uh, engineers. You just hate him. He's so good. The acting's so good. You yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this guy. It's a complete jerk. Yeah. But man, yeah, it it really goes above and beyond. Um. I don't want to give away spoilers because yeah, I, I haven't seen it. it. I totally want to watch it. So yeah, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. But um, I encourage anyone out there to go, even if you're not like interested in something like this, check it out. Now, I heard I They've heard done there's a great job. I've heard there's parts that are hard to stomach. Is that right? 
Mm, I mean, it depends on your level. I mean, if you're if you've watched any of The Walking Dead, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, it's it kind of hurts to watch a little bit because you know what they're going through. You kind of learn what happens to you learn a lot actually in this they did they did a lot of um research on what actually happens what the level of radiation you're exposed to how far it can take you later and how it works and how i mean it kind of opens your eyes to what radiation the damage it can do i mean what kind of blew my mind in here is nobody's wearing hazmat suits it's kind of uh, well it's new to them right i mean i mean nuclear power plants uh, i mean i guess I don't know, man. I'm I'm just not really sure. I'm not, I don't know. I've always grown up watching things where people wore hazmat suits, dealing with any kind of radiation, and you know if it was over a certain level, which you know their 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 meter only goes to a certain level, and I forget what that was. It's like Reagan, right? Right? Reagan's? Can't huh. remember. I don't know. Reagan's? I don't know. Um, Reagan, Ronald Reagan. It goes to certain Reagans, yeah, and and then if it's too much Reagan, it kills them. No, (laughs) (laughs) I forget what the rating is, but um, yeah, that's hard to watch. But it's not like it's not like so gross where you feel sick to your stomach. It's just like you're like, oh, that looks so painful. Yeah, and you just feel bad. I mean, you get attached to a few characters, and it's pretty bad. And then and then the other things that they have to do, it just gets worse and worse and and you're like these things you wouldn't even think of that they they're like yeah we have to do this now and now we have to do this and oh we solved this problem but now we got to worry about this problem and then someone else is like oh wait you didn't solve that because i found this and now we have to fix this because of that and then somebody didn't do this and now we have to shut the whole problem you know it just gets worse and worse and worse and you're just like oh my gosh i can't handle this that's why it's so good yeah but yeah i heard there's some controversy with like I guess Russia was the Russians weren't too happy with this, so they're going to make their own. So I might watch that one <laughs> just to see, just to see what their perspective is. Yeah, but are like, are they is their own version going to soften? Like, probably soften it. it it'll, yeah, I would say so because I think they're going to make it where the CIA did it. It was like sabotage or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I want to know when I watch something like that. I want to know the truth. Like, I don't care if it makes you know people i thought were heroes look terrible like right. he just wants to know the truth like you know and the truth that can be ugly right and i think that i think that's one of the main themes in this in, in chernobyl and is is that and you'll see what i mean when you see it but it, the truth hurts man and so what was that 70s or 80s that was 86 dude okay i, I actually remember like tom brokaw right like I didn't know what was going on. Right. So maybe <laughs> my parents maybe it's just me. too new. Like mm-hmm. there's this movie called Downfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made in 2004, and it was made. It's a German-made film, and it's about the Hitler in the bunker. Okay. All right. And so um, it's actually perfect because it was German-made, mm-hmm. where it was you know 2004 to 1945. So I mean, it was that's far enough. You know, it's it's what, 60 60 years, I guess. Right. Uh, like. They they took ownership, but they also brought in humanity. Mm. But they also showed you like like these are humans, but they're still terrible. You know, like, right. like the people that that were within the bunker, Goebbels, Hitler. You know, uh, I don't know if Himmler was there or not. I can't remember. But you know, these people. I mean, they are they're monsters, but yet they're still human. And it's right. just like like you know, anyone outside of Germany wouldn't have that humanity, but they still owned the like the filmmakers still owned that there's they're monsters, and so right. it's a it's a powerful film Jeez. Um, because you see the, you see the humanity, but you see the monstrosity too. And it's just like, 
Oh, uh, man. So it's powerful. So maybe maybe this was too new for Russia, and maybe it wasn't because it was Russian wasn't Russian made. Well, but I don't know if Russia could at this still. I mean, thirty years is not. I don't know if that's enough. Another theme in this is like that utilitarian mindset, you know, where, you know, they got to make some tough decisions. You know, what yeah, I mean? we got to either, you know, we got to either you go in there or, you know, either you die or millions will type of decisions, you know. And, yeah. and it's just like it's it's hard. It's hard to watch. And I mean, mm. you know, there's there's scenes in there where they have to do stuff that, you know, I never knew they touch on they touch on things that. Um, I, you know, would never possibly, uh, think of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. If I don't know if you have access. I don't. Okay. No, I, I, we're, we're paying for HBO go on our like iPhones. Yeah. And then we do it through the Apple TV because, you know, we found that was not very, it's not very expensive. It was like 14 bucks a month or something. Yeah. But, um, that's what we're doing. Um, because we used to have HBO, and then I don't know what happened. One day I turned on the TV and it wasn't there. Yeah. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but oh well. Um, but yeah, the cast, the story. Um, I, I think, I, I feel like they, they're going as true as they can. But, you know, with yeah. it being Cold War, I don't know how open the Russians would be to the real thing. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know anything about Russia. I think, I, think it's too, I think it's too soon. And there's still too much too going on with the Russian government. Uh, with their own problems with the Ukraine right now, and 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 even just this whole collusion thing with with America, like I just don't know if if Russia's at a place, and I don't know. I if you're I'll listening you in what. Russia, like I have no, this is my opinion. I have no nothing to back it up. Right. But I just I just think it's too fresh. I think it's it too, be. yeah. Like and it's well, tourism to Chernobyl's gone through the roof since this. By yeah. the way, so they're going to reap some benefit. Well, there. you can only go so far into Chernobyl, right? Like you can't I have go no idea to the depths, from my understanding. Well, you can wear. You can only be in Chernobyl for a certain period. Limited of time. time in a suit. I think and, they. I don't think you can get to the heart of it. Like I think it's. Well, they the the facility, the actual like site, they've encased it finally in some a structure that'll last about a hundred years. Self encase it. I mean, that's it's so hard to fathom. fathom. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, there's still people dying from cancer from that exposure, which is you know. Gonna 30 happen. years. I mean, yeah. It's insane. Well, it'll be like that for 50,000 years. Well, I, and before the, <laughs> yeah. And before the, before the show, I was telling James, I actually grew up um, within 30 minutes of Three Mile Island and uh, in Pennsylvania. Three Mile Island almost had a Chernobyl-like event. Right. Um, and so, like, I, I'm I'm blessed to say that. Yeah. It didn't. Like, like I mean, that would have changed everything for me. Oh, man. Uh, for so many. Right. And we weren't downwind of it. Um, but still. I mean, we had Fukushima, you know, and they have an okay to live zone, which isn't okay to live. So is that what is that? The, <laughs> is that the that tsunami? Is that the Fukushima? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Where that they had a meltdown due to that. Right. Yeah. So that was pretty intense. Yeah. People were freaking out. But yeah, yeah I mean, that's something I hope I never have to live through or no. see. Yeah. I mean, radiation's no joke, man. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, that's something I watched. A, I watched a special actually on symbols. They were trying to figure out, okay, what symbol can we use to show that radiation? Because we we actually have a um a underground facility where they dispose of uh, radiation. Okay, uh, it's like an here. old salt mine in somewhere in New Mexico. I don't know where, but uh, well, a lot of the testing that was done. Well, the testing was, was here, but we actually yeah. have a storage facility where we store okay. a lot of nuclear waste. And what they're trying to figure out is, and it's deep into these salt mines, but 
they want to make sure like in the future like a thousand years in right. the future that humans know not to open this and, or and if, we're trying to figure out a symbol that would be universal even into the future which well, is like a tough thing to think that's crazy well and if you go to our last show you know if titans raise up like godzilla and stuff they, they <laughs> yeah. feed off this they stuff man like what they like was that the first movie they actually <laughs> actually went to one of these like things they, in utah like, they did and right? it was like growing next to it or something right 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 <laughs> yeah. like goodness could, gracious godzilla could godzilla. be true in the future yeah man but yeah who knows yeah so that's interesting so monarch company comes knocking you just run <laughs> get away right <clears throat> so check out chernobyl Check out Good Omens. What else are we watching? So I watched a couple movies this week. I had time. I I've, I haven't been watching as many, but that's legit. So I watched. Uh, I, I I always heard Snowpiercer was fun, and I I always thought it looked dumb personally. Right. But I'm like, I'll check it out, and it didn't. It wasn't dumb in the way I initially thought it was. I mm-hmm. almost thought it was. There's a couple times I almost turned it off, but it would hold my interest, and then and then it kind of waxed and waned throughout the whole movie. Right. And like 30 minutes left, I'm like, no, this is decent. And then I watched the end, and I'm like, no, this is stupid. <laughs> right, that's that's how I went. Like it, it, it's it had like a cool idea, but I was just trying to figure out where are they going. Okay, I guess the, <laughs> yeah, the premise wasn't terrible. I've heard that actually they're making a TV show, which is okay. one of the reasons why I'm like, well, I'll check it out if they're okay. making a TV show. Um, the premise was interesting, but it was poorly explained, mm. and and that pissed me off. Like it was just like, oh, we have this premise, but we don't have. We can't back it up, make it cool. So it's just we have some. There's cool no validation, th- right? Yeah. There's no validation. So it'll we can show some cool things here and there, but we have nothing to actually concrete to build it on. And it was it was too flimsy of an idea for me, and that's kind of what threw me off. Like it was just this, a goofy idea. Like it was it could have been cool if you built maybe the TV show can give it more story and and build it on it. But it was like uh, you know spoiler. I mean it's you know what came out six years ago. Yeah. So but spoiler like so. So they crash the whole, they decide, you know, Chris Evans, which by the way, I love Chris Evans as Captain America. And we talked about this not long ago. (laughs) Like other than Scott Pilgrim versus the world, I have not liked a single Chris Evans movie outside of (laughs) Scott Pilgrim and Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and it's not him. Like I actually really liked him in this. Yeah. He's not bad. I really liked him. Like I really wanted him to, you know, to, to do something. I thought Tilda Swinton was hilarious she's funny she's so funny in this she's she's a solid actress and harris is always good right you know the cast was fine but it was like he gets a chance to run the whole train um be the leader and obviously they want him to be the leader right like ed harris and yeah yeah yeah. but he could have been the leader and changed things right and instead they decided to crash the train and kill everybody that made yeah that that to me was they killed everybody except two people that's what ruined it for me too right they killed everybody except two people, and they and the one of the two people he decides. Oh no, he dies. I forgot. Yeah. He, but his his idea was, I think we can survive out in the cold. And here's the thing. Yes, it's not. It's getting warmer. Yes, they're not going to freeze to death as soon as they're out there. What are they going to eat? Right. What's going to What are they going to eat? Frozen I mean, berries from however long this ice age is coming. Yeah. No. <laughs> no I, mean, I don't There's know. no animals out no. there. Mm-hmm. There's no plant life out there. So you're not going to survive out there. It's not because it's it's freezing i mean it's still and it's still really cold it is it's just not you're freezing in seconds cold i don't remember were they growing stuff on the train on the train yeah that's yes. right yeah and they had well they showed a bunch of carcasses from animals on the train but they, they never they never they showed any animal. actual animals no no live ones. so what's the crap like that's this, this this it's not explained well 
No. And so the ending was like, no, they're going to die because there's nothing to eat. Like, I, didn't, I didn't see and a bathroom killed... on the train either, which oh, bothers yeah, me. Yes, Where are these me. people going? Yeah, there has to be some bathroom. It's just, it, it, they needed more explanation. <laughs> they needed, it wasn't explained well enough. No, I agree. And the ending was super dumb. Kill <laughs> it everybody. Was, it, was, it was like, let's just end this. Let's just kill everybody. <laughs> everybody. Uh, except the, a 17-year-old. And a five-year-old, the only two people who survived. Well, I, I have to say, um, going back to Chernobyl, that ending, like you said, it had the highest rating. Yeah, it was. It was a good ending. I was satisfied with it. Yeah, and you said you don't think they can do a sequel or a season two. I don't. I don't see how they could. Yeah. Unlike, unlike what we said about Good Omens, we'll see. Right. Right. Unless they do some sort of anthology and do some other disaster, but but it's called Chernobyl, so they I have know. to change the name every time. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Very interesting. Yeah, but yeah, Snowpiercer, I just, I don't know, didn't like it. Wow, man. I didn't hate it. Didn't like it. I was disappointed. <laughs> um, and then I watched, um, I went back, I really liked Denny Villeneuve, the director of Blade Runner 2049, mm-hmm. Arrival, Sicario. I watched one of his older movies um, back when he was um, an indie director in Montreal, Canada. And um, it's called Polytechnique. And I've seen one of his old ones before called Incendies. I don't know how to pronounce it. And that was all in French, French-Canadian. So I thought this was going to be in French, but it wasn't. It was in English. Um, and it's a true story. Well, it's a fictionalized version of a true story of a, a shooter in 1989 uh, in a college. A guy mm. who, a college student who hated feminists. Oh. And he shot like 15 some women. Killed them. Like, it's a, it's a sad oh, story. Man. And it's interesting because I've, I've actually never heard that story. I mean, in 1989, I was, I was what, eight? Mm-hmm. And I was not in Canada. Like, right, so, right. Like, there, it made me think, like, there's so many tragedies. And we'll just, I mean, there's so many tragedies in general. Mm-hmm. But we'll just say shooting tragedies, mass shootings, that, you know, we only remember a certain few. Right. There, there may be some that someone brings up and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. And you're like, okay, I, I, I vaguely remember that. And there's other ones you're just like, I don't even remember. Yeah, that. They, never, they even heard. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of it or I don't even remember it. But yet, it doesn't matter if it was everybody knows about it or not like if it was columbine or if it was this thing in montreal to the victims like the to the families or to the to the survivors like they're never going to forget right yeah never and so that's how this not a day it'll go this by. movie felt almost like a documentary but it wasn't um it was really well done it was a good indie film it's not amazing it's not one of his actually it's probably my least favorite of his films but it's still solid it's just you can see some of his influences early on how it affects later on in his career <laughs> um it's a solid indie film but and then lastly i watched um uh the mule clint eastwood oh cool how was that i enjoyed it i oh, enjoyed great. it man it's it i mean it was a it, it is a an original story that is that was a blockbuster that they're not going to make a sequel for i mean it was <laughs> I mean, how often do you see that anymore? no you don't you don't see that yeah anymore. i mean i mean it was a. Uh, it's loosely based on an idea like it was a true story of a 90 year old drug mule but it's a completely fictional tale like it doesn't say based on a true story at the end it says it kind of highlights that it was focused it was based on an article uh about a 90 year old drug mule but it like it's a completely fictional story so it's it's original story it was a i mean it was a hit it you know, doubled its but tripled its budget and they're never they're not gonna make a sequel like that's crazy that's crazy yeah it's awesome but eastwood his acting was great nice. it was great you don't <laughs> you don't always see kind of a lighter funny eastwood um but right. I, I laughed a lot at him but it was also like it's not a funny movie you know it's a serious movie um it's not as intense i thought the trailer was fantastic i thought the trailer was super intense it wasn't that intense um and it wasn't as good as the trailer made it out but i 
I still really liked it. Bradley Cooper's in it. Uh, wow. Yeah. So the mule. How cool, man. I'll have to check that one out for sure. All right. Um, yeah. I've, I've been watching a couple movies too. I watched The Edge of 17 with uh, uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, Haley Seinfeld. Yeah. And, and I've heard that was good. It is, man. Um, the trailer looked funny. I mean, it's directed by uh, Kelly uh, Craig. And then um, you can totally, I knew right away who produced it, even though I didn't really see. But um, there was a Futurama episode. So I knew I knew James Elbrooks had something to do with it. Because <laughs> she was watching Futurama and that was right. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, yeah uh, great storyline about this girl who, um, this, this girl who's kind of like uh, awkward and she only has one friend and she has this brother who's just awesome. The family loves him and you know he's mr perfect and she's you know not her and her dad are real close well the dad ends up you know kicking the bucket and she mm. has to live with mom who likes the son more and, and oh yeah it's tough and then you know her, Woody Harrelson's is one of the teachers right he is and he's awesome you're gonna love him oh this in the preview i thought he's oh gosh he's so great in this and he doesn't it's his acting it's so funny it's so subtle but you just love the you just know that teacher you've had that teacher yeah and um, he cares, but he doesn't care. You know, right, yeah, it's kind of yeah. funny. But um, for whatever reason, she she kind of like leeches onto him and confides in him, even though he doesn't want any of it. Right. But uh, she, her best friend, ends up dating her brother. That's the big deal. Yeah, I remember that from the and, yeah. yeah, that's the that's what causes problems. And she ends up finding her way, and she has this boy she ends up really liking, but you know, she ends up finding another boy is even better so it's kind of it, coming of age type stuff it's a great movie um, well and Haley steinfeld uh i mean she makes some some you know silly stuff but i mean bumblebee but i mean i first noticed right. her in true grit and she is phenomenal in true right. grit and so i've always like kind of caught my eye with her like like she's she's a good actress she's for a, a great for a actress early 20s or whatever yeah. she is and i think actually um the director wrote this too uh okay. kelly craig and i think she did some rewrites on bumblebee so maybe that's how they know each other. Oh, neat. I don't yeah. know. I, don't I think know this was first. This was first. This was but, before Bumblebee. But you know, I mean, that's how they probably like. Right, right, right. There's probably some some strings pulled in. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but anyway, I enjoyed <laughs> it. I, I had a good time. And now I'm watching I Am Mother, which I haven't finished yet. <laughs> but so far, I'm all right with it. It's got uh, Hillary Swank and somebody else in it. I can't remember. Right. But uh, I, I haven't finished yet, so I won't give my... I, I wait till the end before I make a complete judgment. But so far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah, right. I need I need to finish it. I was going to try to finish it before this, but I couldn't. So I apologize, audience. <laughs> we'll forgive him. Life, we'll forgive was, him. life was getting in the way. Life, <laughs> yeah. Things. So cool. Yeah, we're going to work on, we've got an upcoming show. We'll be, we do this every year. We do the halfway point. We do what was, what's some of the best TV and movies we've seen so far this halfway through the 2019. What's some of the worst. And we talk about what's coming up that we're excited about or what we are not excited about. Right, right. Um, we also we want to cover Dark Phoenix. Mm. Uh, I think you know it's getting terrible reviews. It's looking like it's not gonna make the money they thought it was gonna make. Sad. I was man. reviewing so the X Men franchise. Every single movie has been a hit. Right. Every single one. Like even even X Men Origins Wolverine, like that first Wolverine movie. Uh, like I mean, that was a hit. I mean, right. and every single one has been a hit. Every single whether, whether it's um it hasn't always been domestic even though the domestic is, numbers have been good uh, i mean a hit is you want to double your budget right. at least at least double your budget and even domestically they got close but when you add the worldwide numbers in the you know it's they've all more than doubled their budgets i mean it's been a huge franchise and it's sad to see it go out like this um 
but yeah, this is the the end, the swan song since Disney's taken over. Well, you know, one day aliens will come and they'll have a new audience and maybe they'll like it. Maybe they'll like it. <laughs> <You're hilarious. laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, and I know that uh Robert uh wasn't here tonight, but he's uh he's he's got Handmaid's Tale that he's watching and uh what did you say it was the other one? Oh, hands me, hand me. Oh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. Black Mirror. So we'll hear his reviews on those. Uh, hopefully, he can be a part of Dark Phoenix, and we'll get a little bit of Angry Robert. That would be great. I love <laughs> Angry Robert. He, when, especially when he takes notes. Oh, when he takes notes. Takes you notes. know it's going to be good. Oh, bring your notepad, Robert. <laughs> Watch Dark Phoenix, please. Oh, we we want to hear we, your we reviews. We might have to drag him over. Yeah. So you can have some problems with it. But yeah, I think we've decided. I, I've decided I'm not going to watch Men in oh, Black in theaters. Okay. I know I went back and forth on that, but I'm not. It just doesn't look good. Yeah. I'm going to watch it eventually because I, I watched. I did go back and forth too, actually. Yeah. I mean, and... I love Chris Hemsworth and I like the Men in Black franchise. Um, so I'll check it out at some point, but I just don't know if I can bring myself to it. Yeah. I may wait for it to come out on video you and then not rent it. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know what's interesting is uh, Camille Nanjiani, I think, is hilarious. I really want to see Stuber with him and Dave Bautista. <laughs> but his character, that little alien, looks super annoying. It does, huh? Yeah. It looks yeah. It looks like the jokes are just going to be cheesy. Yeah, you wonder. And it's going to have some funny one. stuff because he is just a naturally funny guy. But you're not seeing his face. Like, no. it's just this... His facial expressions are what make it. Yeah, and that little creature, the, the effects look terrible. Yeah. I just, I'm, I want to like it. I mean, I like Hemsworth. I like Tessa Thompson. Emma Thompson's in it. Liam Neeson's in it. Camille Nanjiani, it's just it just doesn't look good though. Yeah, it's very um I'm with you, man. I can't I can't watch that one. Yeah. I'm gonna skip it. <laughs> I'll watch it eventually. I do want to see it eventually. But, but Alita Battle Angel comes out, I think, this month. Oh, that was so, so good. I keep I'm thinking, gonna be buying that. I keep like going back to Alita, like in my head, and I'm like, I just love it even more. The more yeah. and more I think about it. No. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it again. I really I, I was very scared that night. <laughs> That it was going to be terrible. Yeah. And I was very pleased. And that has, worldwide has like, it is close to doubling their budget. Like, so it's kind of like, is it kind of hit? Is it kind of a dis? I mean, it's disappointment. But, uh, and now that it's not Fox anymore. Right. Oh, yeah. So, it, okay. It's a budget of $170 million, worldwide, 404 So, oh, it, there, it, so. It, it more than doubled it. Right. It definitely was a disappointment in the U.S. It only made 85 Oh. Didn't even make 100 in the U.S. But, uh Make a second one, please. Yes. Disney, now that you took over, make a second one. I implore if, you. If, if we get Akira and then Alita Battle Angel 2. Oh, yes. Perfect. Akira, Taika Waititi. Yes. I can't That'll wait. Be perfect. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. We'll see you on the well, flip flop. I guess we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>